language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing. Listening to Psycho Music Lyricology, a podcast where music touches the mind and heals the soul. I am one of your co-hosts, the guy that doesn't know anything about hip-hop, Sheldon Moss, along with the dude that is always secure about his opinion, Michael Nelson. Take that, take that, take that. <laughs> and of course, the professor, Maurice Moss. Did y'all hear that? I didn't hear it. I heard it. Tell yeah, I heard it. Turn my mic up. Yeah, I heard it. Take that, take that, take that. All right. Uh-huh. That, that's... Mm. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, ain't that something? But yeah, man. Uh, needless to say, we want everyone to listen, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Spreaker, Spreaker or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Man, we got that out the way there, Maurice. What's been happening, man? Nothing much, man. Uh, just continuing to listen to a lot of new music for some reason i got a couple of good recommendations uh one is this dude uh i don't know if anybody's heard of him he's a former uh football player at uh university of north texas and uh he turned into a hip-hop artist uh his name is uh toby uh he's nigerian i listen to uh like four or five of his songs I had to go check out his whole little scene that this I like him he's really good it kind of uh, uh, I've seen his videos he's Toby. really good yeah I've seen his videos he's really good he's got a song out now called uh, I'm Dope and the and the chorus of the song is uh, Miss, Miss Badu told me I'm dope so apparently yes. uh, you know he's had conversations with is. Erica yeah and uh you know she told him he was good and everything so he put it in the song and yeah it, I mean it is really really good and yeah. and I and I listen to uh, I listen to a lot of different podcasts but I listen to one podcast that um I don't know if, if Mike listens to this one because I it, it sounds like one that he would listen to um it's an ESPN one, mm-hmm. uh, Bomani Jones. I know Bomani, yeah. So he has this ESPN podcast, but he he's like a funny interviewer, and I listened to him. And after I heard about him, that's why I brought him up today, I just stumbled upon an interview with Bomani and uh, Toby, and mm-hmm. it was really, really good. Yeah. And he's a really, really down-to-earth dude, so I, I, I liked him. He I remember good. she had sent him a video or a phone call or something, and she said she said that. Okay. And so he used it in a song. Yeah, okay. I remember that. Yeah. It's a really, really good song. Yeah. And he's a really good hip-hop artist. I, I like him I didn't a know lot. he played football at yeah, UNT. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. then he had an injury, so he had to, you know, you know that story. So, uh, Toby Nwigway is really, really good. Nigerian dude, he's really good. Uh, from Houston, I think. Uh, and then, uh, I heard this other group called Phony People. Uh, P-H-O-N-Y People, P-P-L-E. No, P-P-L. And uh, they have an album out called Mosaic. It's really kind of a, uh, I don't know. It's kind of a new, because they got we got this whole new crop of neo soul artists, but I don't know if that's gonna be the name of them when they start coming around again because it's like 
the little it's the millennial generation z <laughs> uh neo soul so they they really good they had a they have a couple of good songs on this album called mosaic i really really like it some good soul music. i saw that when it came across the screen i didn't even click on it to see what it was about Phony people mm-hmm. mosaic is good yeah man cool. mm-hmm. but yeah man um i just want to let y'all know i did go to the we were talking about the uh Maxwell and Marsha Ambrosius concert okay. that I went to and uh got to ask you about that. We was talking about the Marsha 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 show. <laughs> hmm I'm sure she puts on an excellent concert. Uh I'm gonna say this. Uh she did not have a band. It was a DJ and her keyboard and her. Okay, and how was it? She was there for about thirty minutes. Okay, how was it? <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I'll say this. It was cool. She's a good songwriter. Mm-hmm. She's a very good songwriter. Uh, she's and the I get it. She, I mean, she can sing, but you know, I was looking for more. So you're kind of on the cliff train on that one. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. I was looking for more. I wanted to. I wanted. To see some some drums playing and oh, you wanted a live. I wanted a live performance like yeah. they did at Club Blue years ago. A, mm. a singer coming without a band—that's kind of deep, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, that's what that's what I was upset about more than uh, anything. Yeah, I can see how that would be disappointing. You pay your ticket to go to a show and uh, and you know, and then you looking at the stage. But Mike said, "How many units did she sell?" <laughs> I'm not and, laughing at her, but no, I'm just saying. But but the truth is this: you cannot you you uh you know you you got a lot you got a lot to do uh, you have a lot to do uh, as an independent artist, and you know you're not getting any tour support. It's you're probably not it's... getting tour support, so you can't really pay a band, right? So that's, that's I mean, I, I get it. I just you know, I mean, I would have liked to at least see like. A drummer, yeah, but you know what? And I a keyboard. If, I mean, she can play the keyboards and the guitars or something. Yeah, but you know, you still got to pay them, and you got to pay for them to move around. And the other part of that is Maxwell. I mean, he, Maxwell is playing small venues because he's not putting out new music, right? So you know, those ticket prices were stupid uh, uh. the day of the show. Uh, so you know, I but, didn't even and look so at him. He's carrying, he's carrying a big band. So he's not, he's not even looking for, he's not even looking for big time opening artists. He's looking for people like Marshall because mm-hmm. he don't have to pay him much. Because mm-hmm. yeah, all he had, he has uh, organist, pianist, drummer, he has a guitar band. and a bass, yeah, and one background singer. Well, he, he had a band, band. yeah, he had a band. So you know, he had a band, and uh, it was funny because when she was up there singing. I'm like, damn, this stuff sitting up there covered up. You know, they got all the instruments and stuff covered up. I'm like, man, what they, what, yeah. what, 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 what somebody up there and play them or something? But you know, hey, now you he know, did give a good show. Could, yeah, now he could have split his band with. He could have right, split his band right, with yeah, Marshall, right, but, right. you know, then you, you know, you had to pay them a little more than scale mm-hmm. to do that. So, I mean, yeah, you know, remember the OK Player tour when one band played for everybody. Yeah, when remember that when hmm. we yeah no you didn't go with you didn't go with us on that tour okay it was an okay player tour when they had uh, uh, Slum Village 
mm-hmm. uh, common. But it makes sense to have a house band with them. And they had a house band. That makes sense. And so, yeah. you know, um, uh, anyway. That just works for a hip-hop show to have a house band, no? Yeah, well, no, because back in the day. Oh, well, yeah, you got a point. Yeah, with back the in the day. Whatever, yeah, 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 the Motown had yeah. one band. You got a point. And had, you know. Flavor everybody. Yeah. Four thousand groups on tour. Yeah. One band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And them dudes probably broke. Yeah, man. I'm sure they didn't get paid more than scale. Cause you know. <laughs> Barry I see Gordon. you, Barry Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Gordon. <laughs> but man, he gave a good show though. Maxwell did a great show. I have never seen him in concert. That live, was my first time. And I imagine that he puts on a good show because the live shows that he puts on TV mm-hmm. are really good. I saw Maxwell. Now Contrary, mm-hmm. the last time I saw Maxwell, uh, Jill Scott opened for him. Oh wow, that was a long time. Ago. Man, that was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, that was the last time I saw him live. Jill Scott opened Is that for the, him back in the Embryo days. No, yeah, because it was Jill's. It was the gold that Golden album. Oh wow! Because I think she opened with Golden, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And so it was that album. So mm-hmm. it must have been. It was a Pretty Wings tour, but that seemed like that's, that, that was, Jill uh, should have been open, opening for herself. If that on was that. a Pretty uh, Wings tour, that was it. Probably, let me say this: maybe it wasn't her opening for him. Maybe they were co-headliners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but they were the only two people on the show, and she she was uh, she came on she first. first. She came on first. Well, he the headliner. She came on first. Well, though. I mean, you know. That's what that's what he said at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I, I don't know if you call that a, I don't I don't know if you could ever call Jill Scott an opening act, but yeah, she just she was she just was she was the jump. first act. Yeah, so that was the last time I saw. It was like that at the Jay Z and uh, uh, Jill. I mean not Jill Scott, Jay Z and uh, Mary J. Blige concert. She came out first. He came out second. Yeah, same, but I, I understand thing. that though. Because Mary J's big, but Jay-Z is like superstar, superstar. And this was like before, I mean, you know, this was before all this new stuff. You know, that but was back J- in the day. Jay-Z been a superstar yeah. for a minute, though. You know, he been a superstar uh, for a minute. It was like on the end of him and R. Kelly doing stuff oh, together. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, Fiesta. Yeah, I'll let, it was after I let, but. Yeah. Anyway, Mike, what's happening, man, with you? I'm just going to mention uh, one, one record. Uh, it's a record that got released a couple of days ago. It's called Fetty, F-E-T-T-I, with uh, Freddie Gibbs, Freddie Gibbs mm-hmm. uh, Currency, Currency yeah. and uh, The Alchemist. They got together and put out a record. It's about nine songs. <coughs> um, so when I was listening to this, I realized that something we had we need to do this year uh, for the show is we need to put out our favorite releases for the year at the end of the year. So since this is like yep. the end of November, we need to get into that. Yep. And so I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, uh, this is definitely going to go on my, on my favorites list. I listened to about four or five songs on it and I have, I, I liked it. And you know, here's what, here's what I'll add to it. I don't think that I've really, so, so like, it seemed like an album that you would like because Alchemist, I associate Alchemist with being a backpacker, backpacker producer. Producer. Mm-hmm. And so I've listened to a lot of uh, Alchemist produced stuff mm-hmm. and did, it wasn't my favorite. 
Mm-hmm. But this was the production on here was surprisingly I liked a lot of it because it was a it had a soul it had a soul component it to was soul it. music really it, it was. had a soul component yeah, that yeah, I haven't yeah. heard on a lot of alchemist yeah, stuff yeah and and I think you I I think I I think that's a good way to explain yeah that. yeah and then you know Freddie being from. Uh, uh, Freddie Gibbs is like my new favorite hip hop artist, and, man. And I like him. Currency being from New Orleans, yeah. I mean, you know, it just kind of all. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. they alchemist. You know that they should have named the record like Alchemist or something. You know, because it's I mean? a lot of different things. Was, and, oh yeah, and they just, I mean, they were rhyming together, and it just it it was like they had probably been friends forever. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, you know, you sit there with t- technology today, and you start thinking. I wonder if they were even in the studio together. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. This, you know, or were they just, you know, maybe one day got in the studio together and listened to a few tracks and then did something and then one went home and then they just From what did I remember with Freddie Gibbs, that album has been maybe some years in the making. Okay. And I think they did it to I think they did a lot of it together. Yeah. But I mean, either way. Yeah. I mean, they could have easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good, you know. That's I I I listened to. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I, it seemed like it was the whole thing. Again, was be another really record that I've listened to. I listened to twice in a row. Okay, that might start being my standard. If I can listen to it more than one time, yeah. uh, at the same time, listen to it more than once, then that might that yeah. might put it up there. But so you know, I got to put that on your minds. Let's, which I think we need to do, fifteen records, fifteen a piece. I don't know if I could come up with 15, but that's a good challenge. <laughs> All right. So that's, that's it. A good that's, what, that's what we're going to do. 15 apiece okay. of our uh, favorite releases of the year. Mm, okay. okay. And we're going to run them through, let's say, DC, well, we'll do it. Do we do we do it? We'll do it through the end of January. No, it. we'll go December 1, 2017 through November 30th of 2018. So November, so anything that comes out after November thirtieth of twenty eighteen okay. can't that's go on good. the list. Yeah, next year. Okay. It can't good. go on the list. Yeah, that, it, it'll go on next year's list. So okay. December one. So you can December one, twenty seventeen through November thirtieth of twenty eighteen. Okay. Your fifteen favorite releases. Doesn't matter what genre. Uh, doesn't matter if it's uh, an LP or an EP. Just your fifteen <laughs> favorite releases. Cool. Yeah, so we'll worked. so we'll do that, and then we'll see how many of them come in uh, common. Mm-hmm. That's good. Okay, good that'll be our, that'll be our yeah. end of the year show. How about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll see how many of them come in. Yeah, uh, in common. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's. <clears throat> I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Corey Henry in concert. So I'm gonna throw that one on my. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, when did yeah, that yeah. come to out? That came out in 18, 2018 mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming to the Kessler, so a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks, yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. check that out. Shout out Corey Henry because he's dope. Yeah, man. But Maurice, you know, uh, we got Mister Take That, Take 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 That over here. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Mike foreshadowed for us today. Take uh, that, take that, take that. So one of our one of our topics that I was like, we were like brainstorming topics. Uh, so this was several months ago. Um, maybe even a year ago, maybe. Um, I, 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 I thought that a really good topic would be talking about uh, the relevancy of Sean P. Diddy Combs, and I, and I, uh, I automatically assigned him relevance 
so we're going to talk about his career and everything that he's done. But I guess my first question is, does everybody think that Sean is still relevant? I would say that I would say that he is <clears throat> considering he keeps himself relevant. Uh, not much music, but more of the fashion, the lifestyle, you know, uh, he's always got something going on, some kind of revolt TV, mm-hmm. some kind of venture going on that's keeping him out in the public eye. But even from the music, I mean, I'm a, I'm let Mike jump in here. But even from the music standpoint, the whole revolt thing, I don't it know is, if you're surrounded by. Yeah, I don't music, know if you yeah. watch revolt, but mm-hmm. I see more independent artists on revolt than I've seen in one that's place true. ever. If if you take out like the pitchforks and the magazines mm-hmm. online, but he's he's kind of like behind all of that music. But go ahead, Mike. I I I'm I'm the same way. I think. Uh, this this new phrase that we're using tastemaker mm-hmm. he might have been he may be one of the first and then he may uh or he's a throwback to what tastemaker the 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 yep. uh, idea of what a tastemaker is and he may have been the architect of what a modern tastemaker is uh, with the way he mailed it music and fashion and uh, uh, media other media into you know uh, a conglomerate kind of thing where people go to him and say uh, uh, or go to go to go to him to look to see what he's doing mm-hmm. and so yeah I think I think he's relevant or uh, and um, and you may not hear his name all the time but there are remnants of his relevance everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that that's what keeps him relevant. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that that's, you know, even if he's not putting out music, that's what keeps him relevant. He's always got something. He, the some, some, Something that he started uh, turned people into, uh, uh, it's still, people are still following the models. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would I would I would say he's still relevant. Yeah, so I mean, I guess we can break it up into different different industries and talk about them. I if you talk about the music first, I I I would you go with that word tastemaker and say that one of his strokes of uh, stroke of genius by by Sean was to take these New York hardcore hip hop artists and and make a mainstream hip hop artist. I, I don't know that we would have known who the locks were, or it, or his biggest artist ever. Yeah, exactly. Biggie. Biggie, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, <laughs> you put uh, a DeBarge sample out there and have one of the hardest New York rappers, you know, rhyming to it. I mean, that's just you know, that's a level of creativity that just you know, that's really. For the time, I think people take it for granted now because you hear, so like you just talk yeah. about Freddie Gibbs and uh, Currency rapping over like soulful stuff like that. But I mean, that was like a you know that whole merging of of R and B and uh, hip hop and uh, this whole phenomenon of having a, a, a rapper featured on your album. I mean, Puffy was part of that. Right. I mean, he was part and of that whole thing. He, uh, I, I, it's that poignant scene in that movie. That's like one of the scenes in that the notorious movie that you know that I've uh, that I can remember because I paid attention to it like every time I've seen it. 
it's a scene when Biggie goes into the studio for the first time. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Biggie rhymes is you know I live for the funk I die you know he mm-hmm. does that whole rhyme and mm-hmm. and uh, the guy who's playing Puffy is like listening to him like yeah all right cool cool all right now I want you to listen to this and he plays uh, Juicy, Juicy. Mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. Tume. Mm-hmm. and Biggie's looking at him like yeah right like you know I, this is not hip hop and 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 and. Uh, Diddy was like, "Yeah, it is hip hop, and I'm trying to create something new here." He right. basically said, "I'm trying to create something new. I'm trying to get niggas dancing out they, you know, out their seats, and you can laugh your way to the bank with this kind of track." Right. right. And it took Biggie a while, and he finally got to it. You know, in the movie, it's probably got a little, mm-hmm. a little more drama in it than it actually happened. But you know, when you think about it, you know. I don't know that that was. I'm probably sure if I spent a little time thinking about it, I can uh, come up with a couple of songs that probably was a precursor to what Biggie did right then. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that what you said, Diddy actually saw it, and he was like, "With the right concept, you got what it takes to 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 blow up the radio." And here's the concept, and. I just need you to. I need you to be Biggie on this song, and I'll I'll do the rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of what you know. I think that that's what kind of changed the landscape of what what music was at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, because then everybody was you know looking for you know the bar samples and M two May samples right. and stuff right. like that, right. and trying to and trying to rhyme over them right. and be smooth. Right. And you know that's where Fabulous came from. You know, right. using Tamiya samples and, right. and you know what I'm saying. Right. Everybody was doing it right. then. Right. And so now it's, it's exactly what you said. We got hardcore uh, hip hoppers from. I mean DMX. DMX was rhyming over Keith stuff. Keith Murray did it. Keith did it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Method Man. Yeah. You know, you can you can just find yeah. after Biggie, you can just name about yeah. twenty rappers who found some kind of who 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 rhymed over some R and B sample, and they made hits out of yeah. them. And you could you know, uh, you can attribute to you can attribute that to the way Diddy thought about mm-hmm. it. You can name fifteen rappers before. But it was the marketing and the rest of the things that go with right, it, the right. taste making thing, the taste making piece. Because Diddy has a Diddy has a way of saying getting you in that frame of reference where he'll do something and he'll be like, and if you're not doing this, then you're not shit. You're not. You're not hot. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he's done it to to move to move in and out of 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 uh, branding or uh, different areas. Mm-hmm. He's done that with vodka. Yeah, I yeah. mean the, the the kids literally. I mean, if you're not on some Ciroc, you know what's happening. I mean, I hated when he said Ciroc Obama though. <laughs> that shit annoys me. Ciroc I didn't hear Obama. that one. Yeah. yeah, I'm Ciroc Obama. Say man, <laughs> yeah. Now you're going too far. Shut up. But yeah, but the branding behind that was just. I mean, and it's a full court press. I mean, you got all of your hip hop artists, and you make you put them behind. Your uh your your drink and you put that in the videos and you get everybody who's hot now, you showing them Ciroc and everybody's drinking Ciroc and then people start drinking Ciroc. Do you remember that first commercial that he did? I do remember with, it. With like this black rat pack yeah, thing with yeah, all of these, I do you know. It. I'm, I was like, 
I want to be in the commercial. Was, I like literally was like yeah. thinking to myself, I was like, I want to be in that commercial. It was advertising 101. It was it was brilliant. It was advertising I 101. Mean, I was like, damn, I, I, you know, I got a tux and I, you know, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can wear my tie right. down. I want to be in the video. Right. I right. think I think that he should have called me. And I, I mean, you know, and I was old, I, I was old. I was like a grown man right. wanting to right. be, you know, right. And, right. you know, with a wife and trying to be right. in that video. Right. Right. You know, because I was just like, you know, it captured my attention like right. that, you know. Right. And I was like, that's some cool shit right there. Right. And I remember um, I remember um, uh, right after Biggie passed and they did that uh, song, Him and Mace. Every breath you take. No, not that one. Um, Sky, the, wait, sorry, I just uh, I know what sample was that? Uh, anyway, they, I know what you're talking about, though. I can't think. They of had it. on those yellow shiny suits. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that is what that the Michael Jackson them song. Mm-mm. It wasn't a no, Michael that Jackson, Jackson song. Song. but it it was uh whatever that one was. I can't yeah. re- I can't think of the name of the song, but I remember Dame Dash talking about that Dame, you know, and Dame Dash himself being a tastemaker, uh, him and the Rockefeller and, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, at the, you know, right, they were all kind of coming of age at the same time. Right then at that point, they were all kind of becoming a big thing. And he said, he remembered uh, seeing Diddy in concert right after that and they had on them shiny suits and he said he was looking at them like, why y'all got on these shiny suits? <laughs> you know, he's like looking at them like, what, what, you know, which, you know, became a slur in hip hop. Yeah, locks had an issue with that. Yeah, the a lot of people, suit, man, like, you yeah. know, they, st- they it became a slur, mm-hmm. but he was like, he said, and then he saw him on stage and he was like, five minutes later, he was like, yo, those shiny suits kind of fly. You know, and it was just <laughs> yeah. like, no, I, I'm not going to do it. You know, we not, we're, we're not going to be a part of the shiny suit craze, but right then, Right there, seeing y'all do that, and I said this about a couple of other artists, and it's the thing that I admire most about uh, uh, Puffy, Sean Combs, P Diddy, whatever you want to call him, is he's fearless. Mm-hmm. Like you know, just whatever he, whatever he's thinking about, he just goes and. Mm-hmm. tries it mm-hmm. he tries it mm-hmm. if it sticks it sticks if it you know it's like him changing his name every five minutes you right, know right it's just like you know if it sticks it sticks if it yeah. doesn't it doesn't whatever it is i'm gonna try it. whatever is on my mind i'm gonna try to monetize it mm-hmm. and i think that that's uh i think that that's what makes him so relevant in the end i'm looking at a number now and it says that right now his net worth is like 825 million mm-hmm that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Coming, I mean, you know. That's crazy. You, you, you were A and R man. That's that got fired. Right. That dropped out of Howard. I mean, you just and, you and know. then and then turn around and hired the man that fired you. Right. Yeah. Right. That's 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 a, that's a hustle. That is hustle. <laughs> that, that is, is straight that's, up a, that's straight up hustle. Yeah. So uh, let's move into the fashion. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you and say that. A lot of the fashion I didn't get with because I don't like people writing name. I don't like the whole name right and stuff. Oh, agreed. But 
the lot the clothing beyond the that branding stuff like the actual suits mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff they were very they were nice they were decent they was he had they, some he, he had, had some, some decent nice stuff, stuff out there that was that was affordable yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i mean the whole the whole fashion thing which made sense with videos music mm-hmm. alcohol whatever but what I didn't realize when I started reading up on him is is that he also has a controlling interest in Liz Claiborne and uh, the um, ENCY. E-N-C-Y uh, the New York City brand that's made by uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So so he got a real stronghold on the uh, on the um, on the fashion industry. I didn't know about that Liz Claiborne. Thing. Yeah yeah. yeah. Oh. So I mean, and and I really. I, I I bought some of his stuff. I never bought anything, an actual suit or anything. But I'm gonna tell you, the Sean Combs underwear was some good underwear. <laughs> <laughs> that was some good underwear, man. Yeah, it see, was. I it was some, some good underwear. Right now. That was that was some good yeah. comfortable underwear. And Ooh, I was yeah. and it wasn't like fruit of the loom stuff. It wasn't just like cotton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It had like a uh, it was a percentage of cotton and a percentage probably, of spandex or something mm-hmm. like that, but it had a different kind of feel to it, and it was very comfortable. So I, I really, I I thought that there was, you know, he actually brought something different to it. He wasn't just stamping his name on stuff. It was, it was something altogether different. Yeah. Anybody have any uh, Sean Combe fashion? But actually, the blue <laughs> jeans, the blue jeans were really nice to, to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I asked okay. after they made them where they actually fit. Okay. You know, they wasn't sagging and all mm-hmm. that stuff there. So. so yeah, and I and you know, I uh you know, I'm 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 with you. I'm kind of the anti logo person. I'm not wearing some I don't I don't wear big logos all over my clothes. But I, and you know, um I've all you know, I I buy like classic things, so you know, they yeah. last for a long time mm-hmm. or whatever. And I tell you, just as you were talking about it, I thought I have two linen shirts that have Sean John's name in the back of them, and I've had them for years. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been washed and cleaned a couple of times, and uh, uh, still holding up, still nice. Yeah. So I can't. I mean, I you're right. I can't front on this clothing. I mean, you know, I again, I'm not gonna wear Sean John across my chest, but right. I was I was actually happy to see it. Yeah, I yeah. remember when it when he dropped the line. I yeah. was actually happy to yeah. see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing that has really impressed me recently, and I'll tell you why, is Revolt. And I don't I don't have Revolt I don't have the Revolt channel on my on my cable service. I always have to watch Revolt when I go to somebody else's house. But whenever I see Revolt, they have these conferences where he's always has this whole auditorium full of young people trying to figure out how to do, how to get into the industry. Mm -hmm. And they all, and he has all of these panelists on there that are all people who are VP of marketing at such and such. And at this uh, record label and this, all people who are established that are giving all of this real advice about what to do when you're in this situation and Mm -hmm. how much money you should spend on your social media and do this do that and he has these conferences in miami and i'm just kind of like oh okay i i just i didn't even and apparently it's something that's been going on for a while and And, i didn't realize yeah it's a it's a big deal yeah i didn't i didn't realize it had been going on for that and in addition to that when i watch revolt it reminds me of watching uh mtv in that i'm I, I see they have TV shows, which I don't really get into a lot of the TV shows, but you can consistently turn to the station and see a block of videos 
from artists that you have never ever mm-hmm. heard of before. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you can literally turn now the majority of it is hip hop. And when you turn it on, you're like, who is this? And you start Googling people and it's like, oh, I never heard of that person before. And it'll be like one video of the next of like, and not trash either. Some yeah. good stuff. And I'm just kind of like, wow. I, You know, he's still on it, the forefront of what's going on. It was what BET was supposed to be. And yeah, 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 yeah. And they even have this show, uh, and this is just recently, State of the Culture with uh, Joe Budden and Remy Ma and uh, two other people. I'm not as familiar with them. Thinks one's Scotty Beam. I think she may be a reality person. I'm not sure who she is. And the other is Jinx, and I think that he's a journalist. He's a music journalist. And they talk about current events, but they have this real, uh, uh, this just a, a really honest conversation about a lot of things. And it's really, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting little show. So I, I, I think that he's still, he's still right there uh, shaping people's ideas about how they see music and how they see the culture. So, you know, when you hear a lot of these people talking about they doing it for the culture and all this kind of stuff, Puff Puff is really he's yeah, he, really shaping the culture for yeah, real. He, and still he, right he now just today. Still have to stop. Yeah. 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 I you know, it's uh I remember um um at the uh I wanted to say the height of reality T V, but reality T V for some reason won't die. Maybe it was at the beginnings of reality T V. <laughs> remember when he had that show and it was uh um, I'm conflating. I'm 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 conflating more than one show. I think I'm looking at a list of the television that he had, and it had making the band. Yeah. Uh, P Diddy, Star Maker. I want to work. For I want to work, work for Diddy. Diddy. Yeah. Okay. That was the show. I want to work for yeah. Diddy. Okay. And I remember. I don't know. Um. I I don't know. Um. Who that show came out around. I know. I, right about the time I got married, or right, 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 right about that time, I was getting married, or got married, or whatever. Uh, um, the season premiere was uh, season one was August the fourth of two thousand and eight. Okay, so I had been married about a month at or two weeks when that show came on. Mm-hmm. I had been married about two to three weeks, mm-hmm. and I was sitting up watching the show, and Frida was like, "Why are you watching that?" And I was like, "Because." If I was 22 right. years old right, and I lived in New York or they put it out right. that Diddy was looking, I would be trying to get on that show. Right. 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 And she was like, well, why would you want to work for Diddy? It's not that I want to work it's for Diddy. It's the jumping Diddy. off point. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's what is it's everything. You know, yeah. when you go to work for somebody like that, you have access to so much other right. stuff right. that you can't get access to in right. corporate America. And, you know, you can follow your dreams on a, uh, working for Diddy, you know. And Absolutely. a lot of the people who were his assistants, I mean, he had assistants that became presidents of his company. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it, I was like, do you realize, you know, the doors that are open to be around somebody who who can just show you? And it's not, and, and I said, and I was telling her, I said, the education that you get just from being in the office is 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 more than you know. At least here, here's this: uh, ain't nobody suing Diddy who worked for Diddy the way people suing Trump University. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right. so 
the the people who actually got the knowledge, education in Diddy's office don't have to sue him because they actually got some they actually got some knowledge for, I fr- think for it's free. A, yeah, I think it's very telling that that you don't see like if you go and research the show, you don't see like these reality star spinoffs of the people who were who who left that show because they didn't go on to be reality stars. They didn't go on to have Instagram accounts. They went on to be the producers of the shows right. and the right. and the leaders mm-hmm. in the places where those types of, of of things were created. Right, like they were these behind the scenes people. And I think that's one of the uh, that's one of the things that I think that he's really good at mentoring people to to control the industry and not just be a part of it go back and learn how to run this thing learn how to do this yourself which to me you know entrepreneurship i I just you know there's not enough people teaching that so and i remember um i just i just clicked on here because you said it i found it the winner was actually from dallas she was a high school teacher Mm-hmm. And she was actually from Dallas. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what she's doing now. I'd be real curious. Yeah, I'm to curious. Know what she's yeah, doing. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm ask y'all this then. Um, when you look at <clears throat> Diddy from being up north, do you think there's a different level of hustle as it is from people in the north than it is from the south? No. No. When you I, got hustle, it's just hustle. Yeah, Cause I you, agree. Because, you know, because. Uh, Master P, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, J Prince. Prince. Yeah. yeah, I mean, hustle is hustle. Yeah, Ti, the dude, the dude that headed rap a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, the here's here's things. Some some things fell in line for Puffy. First of all, he got to New York, so mm-hmm. he had access to all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. He had access to all of the 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 uh, a big filming industry and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, well, he had access to the the center of a lot of things i mean you can go to new york and be and do fashion you can go to new york and act you can go to new york and start music and he did all of those things but i mean i think the the people that did it in the south probably had more it probably took more for them it probably took more for them to make it in the south than yep. it did for mm-hmm. for diddy because he had those things already kind of in place for him so mm-hmm. his infrastructure was a lot yeah different. Yeah. yeah so rap a lot records mm-hmm. probably t- it took that was a heavy lift versus you know uh bad boy because you know there wasn't the same infrastructure mm-hmm. going on i'm looking forward to reading that book on jay prince he his book is out now remind me who jay prince is rap a lot rap a lot oh okay i didn't know i was like who's it i knew it was a guy who ran it oh yeah and i was just kind of like okay i always uh associate scarface uh, yeah, with yeah, rap a lot yeah, i got you. yeah yeah he is the yeah. man behind yeah, yeah yeah but that's a good that's a good question because i think the south really did but I think Puffy kind of led the way for the South to be, you know, so people probably looking at him like, oh, okay, because Puff, I think, made a conscious effort to control a lot of his stuff. And even when he did kind of partner up with major labels, mm-hmm. he still had a significant control of what was going yeah, on. Yeah, because uh, I think he didn't he didn't he over the last 10 years or so buy all his masters back. I think he's. Yeah. And but, you know, I've heard him say I've heard him specifically say. I just followed what uh, Russell Simmons did. Russell had mm-hmm. a record label. I wanted a record label. Mm-hmm. Russell got a clothing line. I got a clothing line. You know, it just, you know, he, I mean, what he did, um, what he what he did specifically was follow a roadmap that was already yeah. there. 
but he he but he also bulldozed his own lanes. He refined it. Yeah, yeah he did so, his own I mean, thing. Yeah. The, the 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 highway might have been two lanes and he just you can have those two lanes. I'm going to go get two more. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I I I I mean, I'm I I've always kind of been impressed with his business acumen. And you know, the fact that you don't go to Harvard to get it. Oh yeah. And you know, and you sitting in an office and you know, unlike uh uh <laughs> That idiot in the White House, nobody gave him a small loan of a million dollars. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. He, 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 that's that's true grit and true hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and watching watching that, I've always kind of been impressed with that. And even now, to that point that you're making, whenever I see him and uh, they always, every now and then you'll see a shot of him and Jay-Z, I'm like, man, I want to hear those conversations. You you know? I really, yeah. really, really want to hear yeah. those conversations. And, and the thing that like trips me out about that is when you watching, when, so, you know, most of the time you see those pictures on uh, social media and the commentary behind it, you know, is from young people. Mm-hmm. And you watching that and you just kind of going, if Y'all, y'all don't get it. You don't. You just <laughs> you kind of you watch. You just looking at the commentary and they talking about oh some about he probably fighting blah 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 this and they and I'm just thinking it's a billion dollars standing right. It's it's a picture of a billion dollars in front of you. Right. It's a billion. Right. And you know you and your your thought process is uh, Beyonce being her pregnancy being fake. That's what you thinking about. <laughs> You know right. what I mean? Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> Illuminati. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're thinking about. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. a billion dollars said now. I'm thinking about how they, what 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 could they be talking about right now that I can get 10% of how that can billion I get dollars? On? I just how want can I just I want on? 1% of that billion dollars. Let me hustle up on something like that. Yeah. And that's that's what's wonderful. As I mean, you know, yeah. it's it's a, it's it's just it's just uh, it's just impressive. It's very impressive to, that's to what see those, that. That's one of those conversations uh hey man, I'm getting ready to launch this revolt. You want to invest in this? <laughs> it, well, you know, I've got to do the nah, streaming service. It's, it's probably I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing this. Right. Oh, okay, you doing right. that. Bet, you, yeah, know? you know. And it's just like it's just like Jay-Z's uh song. He's, you know, he's like What's better than one billionaire too? Sure. And yeah. he's like, "What I look like drinking whatever kind of vodka when Puffy got Ciroc?" Mm-hmm. You know, it's the 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 coalition that they're building together, and they're not necessarily one hundred percent in business with one another, but they supporting each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it's, it is. It's yeah, it's a good it's a good lesson to watch. Ron's so. house showed you that though. If you watched Ron's house back in the day, I didn't. If you ever watched it, if you ever watched it, uh, it would be uh, his brother. Uh, What's his brother's name? Shoot, I went Russell. Playing. Russell, yeah. Russell would Ron would go to his office. He said, "Hey, man, I've been working on something." He sitting there on the computer working, working, working. Next thing you know, Ron gives him a check. He mm-hmm. said, "I'm mean, because he know if I give you this money, mm-hmm. what what is what the return is going to be?" Yeah, you yeah. know. I didn't. I hadn't even thought about uh, what Mike said about uh, Russell being the roadmap, mm-hmm. but he definitely was. And um, it just goes to show you—you uh, you always have to have somebody to kind of show you the way before you to kind of go, "Oh, I can do that," but let me put my own twist on it. Let me do it my way, 
and let me figure out how to make this unique to me and see what I can do with that. So yeah, that's life in general. That we is life in general. Yeah. That yeah. is life in general. You 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 need good <laughs> mentors. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one thing we haven't touched on uh, related to Puffy, and I don't know, I don't know why. I'm I'm curious to hear everybody's thoughts is his filmography, what he's done as an actor, and he has, uh, um, you know a good five or six movies that he's done. He also did a raisin in the sun. So he's done some like dramatic work. Um, you know, what, what do you think about Puffy as an actor? You think that's like his pet project stuff or is, is that something that's, uh, <laughs> that's when you, you want to go, man, stick to music. The, uh, that was his Eddie Murphy album. Yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> um, his, uh, I remember, uh, raisin in the sun. And how uh, uh, I think it was Felicia Rashad did mm-hmm. an interview. Do you remember this? I remember her. She was saying yeah. that he wouldn't show up for rehearsals. Mm-hmm. Never came to rehearsals. He and then when he would come, he'd be messing around and going on. And then when the show started, he was perfect. He had it all nailed down. And I was just like. I, I wasn't shocked by it. Mm. You know, it was just like he he got that kind of, you know, like you don't really know what he's doing, but he's probably doing it. And my thought was he was probably my 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 honest to believe thought is, is he was afraid to do it with them until he could actually do it. Mm-hmm. And he probably had somebody, you know, he was probably spending some nights, right. a lot of nights right. with somebody teaching him how to do that. Right. And he just didn't want everybody to know right. that he was being right. taught how right. to do mm-hmm. it. Right. Now, the only other thing I can remember him in was Monster's Ball. That's it. Was yeah. he in anything else? And Raising in the Sun. So he was in a That's movie it. called Made in 2001. Carlito's Way. Carlito's Way. Never saw that. Uh, Get Him to the Greek. Uh, I'm Still Here. Uh, Draft Day. Um, in 2014, he was in Muppets Most Wanted. <laughs> okay. uh, and uh, uh, 2017, the movie called it the, the Defiant Ones. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen Monsters Ball. And besides the movie being bad, he, I don't. He was kind of not. He was like in the first part of wasn't the movie. Wasn't he? Wasn't right? he like a brother? Oh, the Defiant Ones is like a documentary. A that was her husband or something, wasn't he? Wasn't he, he was her husband. In yeah, Monster's and he Ball. was going to jail or something. He's mm-hmm. Being ready oh, okay. to get executed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, he, it was largely on. You know, it, it was on. It wasn't memorable because you know because the movie was terrible. But yeah. <laughs> um. And I and all those I remember him being in get it to get him to the Greek, but I never actually saw that. So we're gonna say that Puffy that if he if he has any kind of if he has a weakness, it's the acting. It was the acting. Yeah. Okay. okay, yeah. You're well, you know that's just like a, take that out your triple threat. Yeah, yeah. You know, man, when you got some money, you know, let me just try this. Yeah, and I know but, I can get my way. But in. I believe even if he didn't have the money he has, he would try. It he anyway. would try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would just because he. Uh, because to me, that's his greatest asset is he's fearless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely fearless. You know, I, Jay-Z, I, I watched him on uh, fearless. I just think that, you know, they, they that if they all have a common thread, that's what it is. Yep. I watched him on, uh, you know, Drink Champs is on Revolt TV now. Mm-hmm. But before that, I used to listen to him. 
their podcast. I saw that. And it just so happened when I listened to it, he was on the, on there before he actually got on, put them on Revolt TV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this dude is like just down to earth. You know, he just like wanted wanted like everybody else up in the room. You know, uh, it was a good interview, though, man. He yeah. sat there and got his drink on. But, you know, of course, it was Ciroc everywhere. And they let him know. This is what we drinking today. Well, of course, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, you know all about that brand, and he's done, and he's done it well. He's done it. Uh, another person that's done branding well, but Puffy's done it better. But they they kind of remind me of one another is Snoop, because Snoop can move in any circle, pretty much. Yeah, Snoop cause, can move cause if with hardcore sh- hip hop rappers. He can he can be a game show host. He can be he can be on a show with Martha Stewart with a whole bunch of wife. I mean, he can just yeah. you doing a show with Martha Stewart. I mean, he just you a gangbanger, right? Yeah, right. I mean, so I mean <laughs> that's the way Puff. So you know, recently, you know, right after this this show is we're recording this shortly after um, Halloween. So he just had this interview on Ellen and had a video go viral from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now he's dancing around with his kids who are just now young adults and still as, you know, to me as relevant Mm -hmm. as they are. I mean, and they, and they're with him. And 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 to me, what was, what was just kind of like, what I liked about the seeing them dance together is nobody, the kids weren't like, Oh, look at my old daddy dance. They were like, Oh, we all grooving together. We We all doing this. We all doing this. And this is, this is where I learned it from and we going to keep doing it together. So it was, it's, it was just, you know, it was, it was, it was uh, an example of, of him and his relevance. And he's, you know, and just like any of any of those other ones, he has a little bit of a dark side too. Cause you know, Everybody tries to get off a bad boy at some point. Absolutely, he, he definitely had. A, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then he had the whole thing with Suge, where you know Suge yeah. was like, "We don't, we come to West Coast, you're not gonna be all up in our videos." Yeah. And I mean, and there's something to be said about that whole producer. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna be as much of a star as you are, kind of. You know, right? I mean, who's really who's really important when I'm up in the video as much as you are? So yeah, I mean, that's something to be. He he he's that whole he led that whole thing about the producers being out in front. I mean, and I don't know if that's something that the kids do now. You don't you don't see that as much anymore. But they still say it every five minutes. Yeah, they they shout out the producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What's on the beat? Zaytoven. Hey, you shut up. <laughs> that, shit. That's the only reason I know about future albums. Like Zaytoven. <laughs> yeah, so they 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 still do that. But yeah, I mean, and um. You know, even within the hip hop industry, you know, with, you know, Mike, I'm going to bring it back to one of your groups, uh, you know, uh, the Roots, when they did the What They Do video, a lot of people took that as Him. a slam to a lot of what was going yeah. on with Puffy and a lot yeah. of what he was doing yeah. and, and and that he was kind of taking stuff too mainstream and uh, appropriating things. So, you know, you know, he, he definitely... But I mean, can you be that? Can you be a star without your critics? And you know, I mean, you know, there, 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 there is not going to be, you know, there's always going to be yin and yang. So for everybody who loves you, there's going to be at least one person that mm-hmm. hates you. You know, mm-hmm. as genius as Miles Davis is, there, you know, uh, there came a point where every where people were dogging him out, you know, about what he was doing. So it's always going to be yin and yang. Everything's gonna balance out in the mm-hmm, earth, you know. Mm-hmm. 
except for people who listen to psycho music lyricology because they all love it <laughs> we don't have no haters none I think we need haters because that's how you go viral. <laughs> so somebody one day one, we need a hater to say, "Look at this shit." <laughs> Let me file some one day and put it in the snippet. His yeah. mother. <laughs> but yeah, man, what you uh? So would you like? Would you tell anyone today? I would tell anyone today that hey, you want to learn how to build a, a empire and build and do some wealth building. Check out Sean Combs. He's a good person to watch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, good so, person to watch for that. You know, we have a person of color that you can look at opposed to someone of another color. So, yeah. You know, but. Uh, and even if you are not of color, you can. You he still can, got some good advice on staying relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you yeah, can yeah. watch him and figure it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's kind of like I hate to hear that term when people say, uh, I want to live like the white folks. See, I don't know nobody who says. I, that. I mean, I, you if hear. I, I mean, you hear people hear say that. If I hear somebody say that, they gotta leave my circle. You hear people say that all the time. Really? Yeah, you hear that walking down the street. Yeah, they. Well, I mean, they, 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 I mean they, they ain't even got to be your circle. You gonna hear them say, it. as long as they not in my circle. You know, well, you so. know, even Puff had this whole uh, a line in one of his songs called uh, "Fucking with them white folks." <laughs> you ain't never heard that. It's Puffy. <laughs> my favorite Puff line is said. Fuck the Joneses. Niggas trying to keep up with the Combses. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Nobody yeah. can touch that line. Yeah. <laughs> that no, he say, fuck the Joneses. He's trying to keep up with the Combses. No, his best line is, I don't write rhymes, I write checks. That, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that's yeah. one that A is. and one B. One yeah. A and one B. Yeah. You know, that kind of says it all. It don't matter if I write rhymes, I write checks. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Mm, that's why he say, take that, take that, take that. Hey, the man. <laughs> Oh man, so you know, uh, I'm 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 with Puff. Yeah, kudos, I, kudos I, to I Puff. Would, I would I would definitely say he's still relevant. I think he's gonna be relevant a long time. Yeah, and kudos to him for staying relevant. Yep. I think he's got a lot of good stuff still coming down. Yeah. Right. But there you have it, Puff. We want you to check us out and listen to us. We're gonna at you on this episode. But as always, we want to thank you for listening to Psycho Music Lyricology. You can listen, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spreaker, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow us on Twitter at PsychoFellas. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And be sure to check out the website, PsychoMusicLyricology.com, for music reviews and more. We can be contacted at PsychoMusicLyricology at gmail.com. Or you can hit us and leave us a message at 469-606-9534. Until the next time, peace. Take that, take that, take that. (laughs) 